0: Welcome to the Springs in the Desert podcast. We're so happy that you're here with us. We're those friends that you can take with you wherever you are on the path of infertility. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Springs in the Desert podcast. So happy to have you with us. I'm Allie, hosting you today with the lovely Anne and Cassandra. How are you, ladies? Hey, Allie. Doing great. <laughs> Hi. Awesome. So um, it's February. It's, well, I think this is going to air in February. And uh, we've been thinking a lot for a while in this ministry about um, a topic that we know is on a lot of people's minds <laughs> when they're dealing with infertility. Uh, pretty much any woman I think that I've ever spoken to about infertility, this topic comes up because it's just really hard. Um, And that is discerning and prayerfully considering baby showers, Um, how to navigate them, how to not go, go, like how to walk with God through um, other people's joyous moments, particularly at baby showers. So we wanted to have this conversation today to just really open up uh, the conversation about like, what does it mean to discern going to a baby shower um how do we like give ourselves space to um to discern whether we're in a place to go um and we just we really want to like let you know that you're not alone in whatever you're feeling um when it comes to baby showers whether you're in a place where you're just like i can't i'm getting one in the mail an invitation in the mail you know anytime this week and um I just don't think I have it within me, or you're in a place further on in the path where you know you you want to do that for your friend or loved one. So I just kind of want to open up the conversation and ask you, ladies, and I'll chime into like, what has been your experience with baby showers so far um, through infertility? Like, have you gone to a lot of them? Have you chosen not to? what does that look like for each of you?
1: Go ahead, Ian. <laughs> So I guess I was thinking about this, um, to try to remember if I've had a baby shower come up recently or in these last 10 years that I have been married. And I think that there have been a few and I honestly think that I have not gone to any baby showers now, um, There haven't been a ton of pregnancies in our family, even though there's a pretty big family on my husband's side. But I really think that I haven't gone to one. Some of that has just been because of distance. But for me, um, navigating baby showers in... My in all of my seasons of infertility has been really difficult, and quite honestly, I wish that there would have been a podcast like this <laughs> a few years ago, especially when we were really in the middle of um, trying to get pregnant. When it when it was super raw in my heart, um, because m- maybe I would have handled things differently, but for me and I just think for my personality and, you know, a lot of other individual factors, um, I didn't go. So, um, so I'm, I'm the experience of no go.
2: Yeah. For me, I have been to, I believe three, Baby showers in person plus one on Zoom since being diagnosed with infertility. And I'm a little – and honestly, the one on Zoom was the hardest one for me where I started like um, tearing up actually. Like I made it through all the other ones. And and honestly for me, so I'm a little bit representing kind of the other end. When I went to baby showers when I was in the middle of chemo, I mean these were my – best friends, like two of my best friends, a bunch of my friends got pregnant during the time we were getting diagnosed and when I was in treatment and everything. So I was I was at their showers. Oh, and my sister too. Um but no she was before. Anyway, um there was just a lot going on that that it wasn't I wasn't get getting upset at those but I feel like now kind of like as my journey continues I'm starting to experience some more of that like I was at a baby shower recently and there was this big old rack of like baby girl clothes and it's like oh I mean, I don't wanna, you know think too much about that <laughs> right now you know and then I have another baby shower coming up so we're gonna be talking you know in the future about how like some practical tips and stuff. But yeah, so I've always gone. I've never not gone because of infertility, but um, I don't know if that will ever change for me in the future.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in the middle, I guess. So we've been dealing with infertility for about four years. And in the beginning, when we first found out like that first year, I, I at least said no to one. I think there, there might have been two, but I just, it, you know, it was someone that I wasn't particularly close to, and I felt like, you know, there's other ways that I can uh, show that I, you know, care and, and love this friend, but I don't necessarily have to go to this baby shower. So um, I said no to that. But as the years have gone on, um, more recently, I've gone to a couple, um, one actually for a close friend who also dealt with infertility, and that was surprisingly like a really healing experience. Um and we can talk about like some some ways that if we do discern to go, uh, we can kind of make a plan and, and kept saying like having a plan is really important and being intentional. And, and I think for me, for that experience, like first of all, my friend totally understood where I was coming from because she herself had dealt with infertility. So that made a big difference. Um, but then also like having a plan, having other supportive people around you. <clears throat> so I've kind of experienced both ends of that. Um, but I think one thing that we definitely wanted to get across is like, if this is a really hard thing for you, it is okay. (laughs) Like it is okay to, um, need to protect your heart. Like if you're in a really, particularly if you're in a really vulnerable place, whether that's because you are recently like diagnosed with infertility or whether it's just, um, a really difficult season, maybe you're actively pursuing treatment and it's just exhausting. Um, or some other circumstance that just makes it really difficult for you. um, I think it's important to know that like you're not a bad friend (laughs) um, if you do discern like that you aren't able to go right now and that there are other ways that you can show your love and your appreciation for that person and your joy for them Um, besides the baby shower, which let's face it, like the reason we're talking about it is because it tends to be like very focused on pregnancy um, and childbearing, which makes sense. It's, I, I don't know if historically it's like women kind of gathering to like share stories about that or, or what the historic basis for baby showers is, but, uh, it tends to be focused on that. So it makes sense that for people who aren't, um, able to do that or able to do that right now, like it's hard. So like, it's, it's normal. It's not like something that, um, makes you wrong or bad or, or not a good friend. So we just wanted to say that from the, from the beginning, um, that that's okay.
1: Yeah, I think that's super important, Allie, because we can also feel a lot of pressure from other people around us, whether it's our mom or a mother-in-law or a friend or, or a relative. Um, we can feel that pressure sometimes from them that maybe the guest of honor wouldn't even put on us. Um, so we can, I think, take on a kind of guilt that says, if I don't go, I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad sister. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just a bad person. Um, and so I just want to reiterate that, that it's, it's okay. And it's okay to have these feelings, you know, feel them, deal with them. Um, but, but it's okay for, for this to be something that's hard.
0: Yeah exactly well said um so when it comes to let's say just kind of like you get the invitation and you're going through that discernment um one thing i know we wanted to mention was trying to be open with the friend sister sister sister-in-law cousin whatever it is that who the party's being thrown for um the new mom i think for me like one thing that i found really helpful is uh being open about infertility with my friends to begin with makes it then easier to deal with when I do get the invitation. Like sometimes they even come to me and say like, Hey, I know this is like maybe not going to be the easiest thing. Like I totally understand. And that's, I mean, that's just really amazing when someone, um, sees that and like gives you that opportunity to kind of like say no. So what about you guys, uh, like as far as interacting with the the invitation and the person for whom it's being thrown. What do you guys think about that, Cassandra?
2: So I definitely think that probably most of this discernment has to do with who this person is and what your relationship is to them. I think um, maybe a distant cousin or a coworker even is not going to get the same kind of discernment that you would do for your sister or your best friend, you know, and that's okay. I think that's normal and we tend to kind of hyper focus on things because we're so sensitive to this topic, but that that's definitely something that you can take into consideration and also with the gift as well, like maybe if you discern that it's not the right time for you to go, um, that you can do like a little bit more discerning with how you might want to handle the gift as well. Um, Anne, what do you think?
1: Yeah. I think that that's, that that's all really good. Um, I think that what we need to do is kind of do that like internal temperature check on ourselves, like check in with ourselves and see, okay, you know, where am I with this? I think Cassandra, you're right. You know, looking at who, who it is, is it somebody who's really close to me or is it, you know, a friend or a coworker, some that there's some distance from that. It might be easier to, um, to beg off and maybe just send a gift. Um, but, but kind of do that temperature check within yourself when you receive the invitation and, and see how you feel. Generally speaking, you're not going to get an invitation that requires an RSVP immediately. So, you know, put it aside for a little while if you have to, you know, pr- pray about it, talk to your spouse. If you feel like you can talk to the guest of honor or the people who, who are, um, organizing the shower and, you know, share your feelings and, and your worries about it, um, you may be surprised at the kind of support that you end up getting from them. Um, I think we oftentimes, we're just so fearful and we just assume that there's going to be a bad reaction. But, you know, it, it, it takes that little bit of kind of faith and trust to kind of step out and do that. Um, but then put it aside for a little while. And as it gets closer to that time when you have to RSVP, do another one of those internal temperature checks and see where you are, talk to your spouse, you know, lean on your husband and, and let him know, um, what you're going through so that he can maybe help t- kind of talk you through it and, and discern. Yeah, that's so good.
0: Cause his husband sometimes can just see clearly into like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> something that we may not as easily see or help kind of relieve some of that, like, guilt we were talking about earlier. Like, it's okay. You don't need to feel guilty. You know, it's just your coworker that you're not really that close with. Like, it's okay. (laughs) that sort of a thing. Um, And then as far as one thing that we spoke a lot as we were preparing for this is, like, making a plan, like, how important it is to make a plan. And I think that goes for whether you discern that you aren't going to be going. Um, And then particularly if you discern that you are going to be going. Um, so starting with the, let's say that you, you prayerfully discern, um, that you aren't able to go to this particular shower. Um, you can Mm -hmm. still make a plan as we've been saying for supporting that friend or loved one. Um, so what are some ideas that you guys have as far as, uh, other ways to support? I know one thing that we spoke about in preparing for this was like identifying another, perhaps event in the future where, or time where you can be with this person. For me, um, attending, if it's a Catholic friend or Christian friend, attending a baptism is actually a lot easier than attending a baby shower often. I don't know if it's just me, but like the fact that it's welcoming this child into the family of the church and the family of God and acknowledging that, you know, it's kind of a bigger reality, um, is, is something that I find to be just, uh, easier to walk through and, and kind of joy more joyful naturally. So, uh maybe attending the baptism instead of the baby shower could be a way to kind of celebrate this new life. But what do you guys think? Like what are ways that you can show support to your friend if you don't go?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, again, I think it's a matter of looking at the the closeness, you know, so again, if it if it's somebody that is really at a distance from you, you know, you may just send a card or a gift and, and that's the end of it. But if it's somebody who's a little bit closer to you, but you know, wherever you are right now, perhaps you just had a difficult doctor's appointment or you're in the midst of treatment and you know, it's, it's taking a toll on you physically, right. Or, or for whatever reason you discern that, um, it's not a good idea for you to go, then um, if it's someone who is closer to you, then, you know, you can say, look, I'd really like to get together with you and take you to lunch, or, um, you know, can, can we just spend a little bit of time after church together, can we go for breakfast or, you know, whatever it might be, just some kind of private time for the two of you, Um, that's also a great opportunity for you to um, kind of unburden yourself. And again, I think we would be so surprised at how much support people want to give us, but I'll bet that we all have those friends or relatives who feel just as nervous about inviting us as we are about trying to figure out whether or not we're going to go. Um, So I think we'd be surprised at how like breaking that ice would just really open up an opportunity for us to support each other and and grow closer to each other.
0: Yes. And especially one-on-one, like to me so much of the anxiety of a baby shower is the fact that there's all these people there and it's, it can, this conversation can be kind of superficial, right? Which is maybe why it like tends to be on pregnancy and babies. And, and yet when you're one-on-one there, that doesn't exist. So you, you really can like um, connect in a deeper way, I think. And like, it's just, it changes the dynamic. So I, I really love that idea so much. Um, and then To talk through some of the practicals for making a plan, if you do discern to go, um, we have a lot of ideas for you. (laughs) Uh, The number one thing that I would say is prayer, as we've been talking about already. But this last baby shower I went to, um, I decided kind of just to pray the whole way there in the car. I was by myself and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to talk to God and give this to him. and and I, it made, it made a complete difference for me. Um, I felt like throughout the the time I was there, which was not the full time of the shower, but the time that I was there, like that he was with me, you know, that he was him, his strength that like allowed me to do that. And, um, and that was just a really beautiful experience. It helped me to feel closer to the Lord, you know, that that he really is uh, providing for me, even in difficult moments like a shower. So prayer, 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 uh, going to confession before the shower, praying even in novena, maybe with your spouse is a great thing that you can do leading up to this day. If you, again, if you discern to go, Um, what other ideas, Cassandra, you had some great ideas about particularly the gift aspect of the shower.
2: Yeah, so I had a bunch of ideas and so I'm going to list them out and then you guys can let me know what you think because also these ideas are what work for me personally. Um, I know not everyone is going to be the same, but this is kind of what helps me to feel like I have a little bit more control over the situation. For me, when I get that invitation and I do this with like wedding registries too – I like to buy that gift right away, and I think this could work also if maybe you're not sure if you're going to go to the shower, but this is someone who is close enough and you know important to you that you know you're going to want to give a gift either way, and that way if you shop early and online, then it's just going to be easier for you to buy something that you're comfortable with and also i mean practically speaking in the price range that you know <laughs> that you're going to want to spend in i mean that's just a normal we all kind of have an idea of what and and that way you're not going to find yourself in target in the baby clothes section when you're having a really hard day when you know that baby clothes really <laughs> upset you you know so part of it is knowing yourself like and you know the last baby shower i went to i actually did buy baby clothes i was in a store, you know, I was feeling fine. I picked out some clothes, whatever. But I think, you know, normally I don't really want to be getting into that, you know. So I have a shower coming up. I got the invitation. I got online. I bought, like, the changing pad, you know, and, like, the changing pad cover. And, yeah, now I have this huge changing pad sitting in my closet. But at least it's not, like, a cute, like, onesie of it. So just no what upsets you don't torture yourself and also if you shop early you just empower yourself to have more choices and you don't have it hanging over you the whole time um and also while you are at the shower i think for me especially if it was in like a restaurant setting that i would maybe want to get there on a little bit of the early side so i had some control over where and with who i was sitting Because maybe I don't want to be sitting right next to the pile of presents so that I have to pay attention to the presents thing. I mean, no, I am not a person who pays that much attention through, like, the present opening. I want to sit with my friend. I know exactly which friend I have in mind who is also not going to be, like, too interested in the present opening and is going to be there making her snarky jokes and wants to talk about something else, honestly. And if you get there early, you get to pick a seat near your exit. And I know we were talking about picking a time, a length of time, maybe that you want to stay, and that way you know that you just have to make it through an hour and then you can leave. Um, so just having that kind of plan. And also, I want to talk to you guys about the games too, because my last one is that you don't have to play the games if you don't want to. And I heard you. The games are your favorite
0: at all <laughs>
1: times, right? I am. Anti games. This might be an unpopular opinion, but even at my own bridal shower, I was like, oh, "Why do we have to play games?" I, I, I'm just, I'm not a fan of the game. Yeah, games. whose idea was that? I don't know, but, um, but I think you know that's true. If you don't want to play the game, you don't have to. Just you know, politely. Ask the very enthusiastic host because she probably, you know, it's a way. Just, to, it, I mean, it is. It's like a way. To, I think to bond and to just have a little bit of fun. But you know, that's that's another good case for going a little bit early. You know, go to that organizer and say, "Look, I, you know, I'm just not into playing the games. So, you know, have a lot of fun, but you know, I I'm not going to participate in that." And Yeah. You know, set that boundary for yourself. Like if you're going in thinking, I only have to stay an hour, maybe you're going to end up staying three hours through the whole, you're going to close the place down because it's a lot of fun. Right. And that's great. But if you go in with that kind of boundary, Already set for yourself, I think that takes away a lot of the anxiety. And I like Cassandra what you said about you already know who that friend is that you're going to sit with. You know, find a friend, whether it's your mom or your sister or, you know, your bestie, whoever it is, somebody that you can sit with. And especially if you can clue them in, if they know kind of your situation and they can be a support. And so, If you need to just go outside for a minute, they're going to go with you. So it doesn't look, you know, totally awkward. Um, So I think it's, it's just overall important for us to, if we decide to go to kind of have these strategies to have this, this plan in place. And that's honestly going to help us leading up to the day of the shower, because I know for myself, um, I'll start to kind of think about it and be anxious about it, you know, not just days, but like even weeks ahead of time, you know, and, and that leads us to, you know, create all these scenarios and things that could happen that will never happen. Like all these catastrophes, um, if we let our thoughts just get away from us. So have that game plan, set, set up those boundaries and know that you can change the plan. You know, as you go along. Yes. And I love what you both said about the friend. Um, I
0: have found in the, in the baby showers I've gone to more recently that there is always somebody there who also feels uncomfortable. Like, even if it's not necessarily for the same reason as you, like, there's just all, people deal with all kinds of things. And, um, you know, I've had friends who, um, got married later in life or, uh, you know, just had different life circumstances for where either a bridal shower even or a baby shower was uncomfortable for whatever reason. So um, I have been really grateful to have those people. I mean, a single, you know, a single friend even who's at a bridal shower probably feels like that or even at a baby shower, you know, someone who was wanting to be married. um, Often that can be difficult. So uh, I think... Yeah, finding those people and having their support, um, maybe talking to them in advance, uh, in advance about it is can be really, really helpful. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch on, and Anne, I wanted to kick this over to you to to open up. But just this idea of, um, you know, we, we've mentioned a lot of things about how it's okay. It's okay. You know, however you feel, it's okay. Like God is with you in all of it. But what does it um, look like, like when we open our hearts to, let's say, uh, discerning to go and being generous with this friend? Like, um, can you talk about that a little bit? Just this idea of generosity, um, even even expecting a little bit of pain, sometimes.
1: Yeah, I think to some extent, no matter where we are on this infertility path, no matter what season we're in, so. By this time, people who have been listening to the podcast know, or if they don't know, you know, I'm now in that season of menopause where it's not possible for us to conceive any longer. And yet there are still things that trigger me. Um, There's still, there's still things about my infertility that, you know, will cause these feelings to come up much less than it was even a year or two ago. Um, but the point is that it doesn't matter really what season you are in. These feelings can can come up and it can be difficult. and something like going to a baby shower can be difficult even if you think you're feeling on pretty solid ground. So just to acknowledge that um, it's probably a little bit hard for everybody. If you are at a place again not the place where you just received your diagnosis or um, you know where there is some health event or even just some kind of a traumatic event that has happened in in your family that's unrelated to infertility that just makes you not be in a good emotional or spiritual place then that's okay he, you know, This is not the time that you have to be generous in that way for your own health. But I think that as we move forward on this path, taking those opportunities to call forth some of that generosity, even though there will be some pain, ends up, I think, being good for us and being good for, um, that person that, that we're going to support, um, it's almost in a way like when you work out, when you're lifting weights and like it, it hurts, right? It hurts when you're lifting the weight and then an hour or two later, you know, you're still feeling kind of sore and you're, and you're thinking to yourself, oh, why did I go to the gym? Why did I lift all those weights? Right. But then over time, those muscles build and they get strong. And I think that that's what can happen to us. You know, our hearts get stronger, our love for for our friends, our love for our spouse, um, our relationship with God just ends up getting stronger when we stretch ourselves a little bit. And so um, leaning in a bit to the pain in order to be um, to be more generous in that way might hurt a bit um, at first, but eventually I think it's really going to going to build us up and and honestly help us in that healing process too.
0: Beautiful, <clears throat> God is not outdone in generosity. I I always think about that too, and He. Amen he works on us through all those little decisions we make that trust him and walk with him closer and closer. So, um, yeah, I think that's a really beautiful place to end. Um, do you ladies have any final
1: final words for our listeners? No. Okay. Yeah. I would just say that, you know, we are here, the Springs in the desert community is here. And so if you are feeling like you're trying to discern the shower or, you know, whatever it might be, I mean, we're we're here for you whether it's our website, our podcast, or, you know, email us. Let us let us pray for you and or if you just need to talk to somebody, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is having a community of people who understand where you are to be able to lean on. I think that that can really help as you're trying to figure out we don't want you to get drowned in the shower. Right. So, you know, we can, we can be kind of a lifeline for you.
0: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You're not alone. Um, I actually texted these ladies in one of the last baby showers I went to, I kind of like had a little moment where I snuck away and that made all the difference, you know, just knowing there was somebody, even if they weren't physically with me, but like somebody who understood, um, So yeah, reach out to us. We'd love to walk with you. You're not alone and we love you and God loves you most of all. So that's it for today. We'll see you next time on the Springs in the Desert podcast. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us for this Springs in the Desert podcast episode. If you have a minute, please rate and review us so that we can reach more listeners. Check out our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram And go to our website, springsinthedesert.org, where you can sign up for our newsletter and hear about more things that we have going on. Most importantly, remember that God loves you so much, and so do we.